Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. Welcome back. To the big fight preview on BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean, joined by Luke stepping in for Johnston. Thank you, as always, Luke, for coming on the show, doing our reaction show and also our big fight preview this week. Uh, a little bit of a quieter week this week in terms of major fights on the horizon, I would like to say. I think there's one particular fight which sort of stands out to me and and I'm, the reason I'm saying it stands out to me this week is because I'm actually going to be there so I am going to be attending the Jonas versus Marie-Yves Decaire card in Manchester where I live in the Manchester arena I'm very much looking forward to, to going back to a show I've not been to a to a show for quite some time now and I'm excited to be there also excited to see the exhibition between Ricky Hatton and Marco Antonio Barrera that's happening in the aftermath of the main event so that's going to be very interesting to be back seeing Ricky Hatton again although I know it's exhibition and I know it's only eight rounds it just brings back a lot of nostalgic memories of, of being there the night that he won against Costa Zou so I think it'll be a, a very good weekend for myself going and seeing the show but Back to the business at hand, Lukey, you're here to talk about the fights this weekend and sharing your thoughts on some of the competitors in the ring this weekend. So I am going to start with this card in Manchester. There is also, obviously, a big fight going on for the WBO middleweight title involving Denzel Bentley, which we'll talk about later. But Natasha Jonas, then, she's got this big fight this weekend coming up against Marie-Yves Decaire. She's fighting for the IBF, the WBC, WBO titles are all on the line in this particular fight. Jonas looking to pick up another title in this fight, which I think is going to be a huge statement if she does, and it certainly sets up a future fight with Terry Harper, a rematch between those two at a higher weight. He's definitely wetting the appetite of fight fans here in the UK. But Jonas is at a point of her career now where 
she picks up this title, not saying she she might actually do it, she could do it, she might not, but if she does pick up this title this weekend, it does set her up for a, a big major fight in the UK again against Terry Harper, but can she get past her opponent? That's the question we're going to ask. Marie-Yves Decaire. Don't really know loads about her. I know she's been beaten by Clarissa Shields previously when she's moved up and fought in the super welterweight division and she's fought against her. That's the only loss on her record. She went the distance with Clarissa Shields. So that's something to me that, you know, she she obviously has something about her. But I haven't really seen too many of her fights. And there's a couple of fights where I think I've seen her involved in. Maria Lindbergh was one. Uh, Chris Namus was another one. And I think... She's got the fundamentals to be able to cause some problems for Natasha Jonas. But I do feel like Natasha Jonas is at this point of her career now where she's on form. She seems to have found that that, that balance between defence and attack in the ring. And as a result of it, she's got two belts. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for her to win a third belt and set her up for this, this big unification fight in the super welterweight division. Natasha Jonas then, Luke, I just want to get your interpretation on where her career is at at the moment, given that a couple of years ago, it was quite disastrous. And actually, a lot of us were thinking maybe she wouldn't reach the height she's gotten to now. Runs parallel to like fighters like Tony Bellew, you know, where it's like the career looked like it was going bad. And now it's going really good. I'd expect her to win this fight, you know, being a TV broadcaster, being someone that's a fan favorite, having the fighter come into your town. You'd assume every advantage would be in her favor. I do think with DeCare, um, she has a karate style. She's really awkward, and she kind of does this bodybuilder pose. That's like the big thing I always remember. She does like the archer pose at the weigh-in. That's kind of like her signature thing. But when I watch her fight, it's really she looks like she did a lot of karate in her youth, and the way that she kind of fights is based off of the point fighting karate style. You look at her, she doesn't have a lot of stoppages. I don't know if she even, she might have one stoppage. So I think this is going to be a fight that Jonas has a lot of advantages in. But at the same time, I I think she can't chase her or follow her around the ring. She has to dictate and be the general in this ring. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's when Jonas's problems sometimes do come to fruition is when she does try to follow the opponent around the ring a little bit too much and I think you see that in the last fight when she was following the opponent around the ring she was getting hit towards the end of the fight all too often for my liking when she fought Patricia Bergholt earlier this year I thought like look you, you got to a point where you're dominating the fight but you now you're walking into too much fortunately she was able to weather the storms when they came but it, you can't do that against top level opposition you really, really can't do that. With all of the greatest respect to Maria Ducare, I'm just not so sure whether that style that she imposes in the ring is going to be enough to, to overthrow Natasha Jonas. And I would heavily favour Jonas to win this fight. In fact, if I was putting money on this, I would say 10-round unanimous decision for Natasha Jonas is coming up this weekend in the fight. And I just hope that there's no overlooking going on because... Obviously, with Terry Harper then moving up to this weight and then picking up the WBA and IBO world titles in this division, it certainly sets up a, a big rematch between the two of them. Arguably, Jonas, for me, won the first fight between the two of them, but it didn't go that way. So, a fight between the two of them for all the belts in this division that they're both now in would certainly put bums on seats in the UK, and, and it certainly 
be quite an interesting fight between the two of them to see how the careers have progressed since that first fight. Tassa Jonas is, is getting older. With all due respect to her, she's getting older as well. I think she's about 37, 38 now. So, you know, Terry Harper's still really young. I think she's like 24, 25. So she's still young, still really fresh. How could that fight go down if it should play out? It's, it's a very interesting prospect for a future fight. But for this fight this weekend... Natasha Jonas wins it for me and she, she picks up the title and she sets up this big fight in the future. So that's the headline act this weekend. So it is, people look at it and say, well, it's not really a major fight. What else is going on across the weekend? Well, a hot prospect on this particular card is Dalton Smith. And I know he's a prospect you've seen a few times now, Lukey. And I know you've said some good things about him. He's got a decent fight here when he defends that British title against Casey Benjamin, who's only had one loss on his record in 18 fights. He's only had six KOs. He's not a massive puncher. He's had some really good victories on his record. But again, I look at this fight on paper and I only see it going one way. I only see it going the way of Dalton Smith. What have you made of Dalton so far? And honestly, where do you think he can go? I think his future is untold, but these are the type of fights, especially for British and American fighters you need. You need to beat the guys who don't know where they fit in in America or Britain to get to the world level. And I think when we look at the great British fighters, I look at guys like Josh Taylor, Joe Calzaghe, obviously Lennox Lewis, they had to stand out and they had to become world fighters I think Tyson Fury's done a great job at that where we don't look at them as, or at least I don't like British or Commonwealth fighters. I look at them as global champions. And I think a great first step is separate yourself from the people who are probably going to be fighting in that region for most of their career. So this is going to be a great fight where we can assess how does Dalton Smith handle fighting a person who's a very talented fighter who, if he doesn't perform, could lose this fight. Very interesting prospects. I'm looking forward to that fight. Another good fight on this card as well that I'm interested in seeing is Bradley Ray and Tyler Denny. Now, I don't, again, I, I always say this to you because you focus a lot on the American scene. Bradley Ray is a fighter I've covered since day one of being involved in boxing media. I remember when he first signed with a local promoter, Steve Wood, to, to come on board. And a lot of people were saying then, He's going to be a talent, this kid. He's going to be a great fighter, this kid. And that's all I kept on hearing. He's now got to the point of his career where he's fighting for the English title. Is obviously it's a minor minor league title in, in the grand scheme of things, but it certainly sets him on his way to a potential British title fight in the future. He's 14 and now he's going in against Tyler Denny, who maybe people would argue is the favourite in this fight. He is currently the English champion. He had a, a really close fight in his last fight against River Wilson Ben, who was undefeated, by the way, I might add. So, you know, he's already got the little bit of a reputation of taking people's O's. He also fought against Derek Ozarze as well in 2021, another undefeated fighter at the time. So, you know, he's starting to get this little bit of a reputation of, of going in against guys that are considered to be the hot prospects and actually taking them into deep waters and, and beating them and beating them in a way which, you know, people are looking at it and going, well, actually, you know, is, is this other fighter as good as what they say he is? How much have you seen, if anything, of Bradley Ray and do you rate him? I actually, I, I'm on my newsletter, I'm starting to do the top 15 fighters and then I'm doing honorable mentions and prospects. And Bradley Ray, to me, is in that prospects to watch. And I think he's, with a couple of wins, he jumps into possibly the 15-14 the spot. 
because the when you look at divisions like light heavyweight, super middleweight, and middleweight, they're divisions in flux where a lot of it, it's very shallow outside of the top. And we're looking for these young prospects, at least me, to kind of be assertive and to fight the Craig Richards of the world, to fight the Lyndon Arthurs, or to fight whoever is in these divisions that they're good fighters, but maybe a prospect could beat them. So I personally, since you told me about Bradley Ray, I've been following him. I've been impressed. I've been impressed. I've, I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's been on the show a couple of times. And, you know, he's spoken about uh, where he's at at the moment in his career and, and what he's doing, what he's trying to achieve. And, do you know, to be honest, he's, he's doing quite well. And I think he's at the point where, like you say, a win like this on Saturday would actually put him in a really good position where I think you could be talking about the bigger fights in the British middleweight scene. And I think that's where he, he needs to aim for, to be honest with you, is some of these fights looking at you know where to put him and where to place him in, in, in the grand scheme of things. So it's a really good fight for him. But Tyler Denny isn't going to just let him walk over him he's a he's a difficult opponent and he's going to be a guy that's certainly going to bring it to him and put it on him but Bradley Ray's been so impressive recently that you just can't put him down and say actually you know what he might just blow Tyler Denny away and, and continue to be impressive so there's another fight on this card that I'm looking forward to uh, Fraser Clark the heavyweight looking to make some moves in the, the division trying to move forward pretty quickly he's fighting Camille Sokolowski very well known heavyweight journeyman here in the UK he's a Polish guy but he's been fighting all our prospects for years and he's a tough tough opponent I think he's the type of guy Lukey that you fight when you you want rounds. You know, he isn't just going to go somewhere when you throw a right hand and land on him. A lot of the times, this guy will take you the distance in them short four-round fights. And I think they've picked him for Fraser Clark so that it gives Fraser Clark the rounds. And actually, it isn't just, you know, a guy who's just blowing people away and, and maybe looking like a little bit of a padded record. And I think that's what Fraser needs. He needs opponents like this and he needs to step them up pretty quickly because he needs to be moving on in his career pretty quickly because he's turned over so, so late. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all in on Frazier. I don't know what his ceiling is, but I think he's a fantastic individual and an interesting personality. I think he's good to grow the sport of boxing. Those are words we often don't say in America, grow the sport of boxing. But I think a person like Frazier Clark, when he gets opportunities in big fights, his personality will reach a lot of people and be relatable to a lot of people. And it gets the sport in front of new eyeballs. So on the card also is Dylan Chima, Vidal Riley, Clark Smith and Jack Gilgannon also making up that particular card. And the Manchester Arena. And of course, as I said earlier, Ricky Hatton, Marco Antonio Barrera is happening after the main event. I will be staying behind, of course, to watch it. I'm not even going to sit here and talk about it in the sense that it's a real fight because it's not. It's an exhibition, but it's the nostalgia of seeing these two absolute ring icons going at it. I mean, what more can you get than, than these two guys? I mean, people might look at it and go, well, you know, they're just two guys that are past the best that are, you know, just, just doing it because they want to, you know, they've got a bit of a purpose. They, they want to they wanna achieve something, you know, whether it's Ricky Hatton and, getting his weight down again like he always had throughout his career I'm not sure what Barrera's motives are behind coming to the UK and fighting Hatton whether it's just a personal preference for him but it's still for me personally it's still quite exciting because I followed both of their careers all throughout the 2000s and, and into the 2010s so to see them both again live in the ring is, is something that I'm really looking forward to I call those the NES classic or the SNES classic <laughs> a couple like six or seven Christmases ago 
they released the the rehash of the video system you and me know so well and there's nothing wrong with a little nostalgia you put on duck hunt and you get the gun out and you shoot it and you remember being a five-year-old to a certain degree and i think that for me marco antonio brea is one of my favorite fighters ricky hatton's a great fighter that means a lot there's nothing wrong if these guys are sanctioned and it's safe because it means a lot to us fight fans yeah, it's just nostalgia for us. It's certainly nostalgia for the Manchester Fight fans anyway, who will be there in the droves looking forward to seeing Ricky Hatton back in the ring once more time, just for one last dance, as he calls it. So yeah, looking forward to that this weekend. But going back to the major action of the weekend, we're going over to America to Palms Casino Resort in Las Vegas. Denzel Bentley, one of our middleweight contenders is challenging for the WBO middleweight title against Channy Beck. I'll call him Channy Beck because I can never pronounce his surname. Just say Kazakh style. It just <laughs> makes it easier. That's his nickname. Kazakh style. Yes, Kazakh style. That's what we like to call him now. He's fighting this weekend. It's a, an interesting fight because it's the second British fighter that he's going to be going in the ring with. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a th- And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In as many consecutive fights, which I thought was quite interesting. That, you know, it's like the British fighters are being hand-fed to uh, to Channy Beck to basically just destroy. But I think Denzel Belton is going to come and certainly give it his all. How do you rate Channy Beck then at the moment? Has he got a legitimate claim to be able to fight a Gennady Golovkin? I mean, to me, I see him, my comparable is, I view him as Victor Postal. Like a bigger Victor Postal with more, maybe a little bit more output. But he's kind of a Victor Postal guy where if he really gets you hurt, there's going to be a high output. But he's really just kind of a tricky, long guy. I think that what people don't understand is middleweight is no man's land right now. Golovkin's 40. Jamal Charlo doesn't fight. He's almost been out of the year ring for two years. This guy... If he puts together a few wins, there's a case that he's the best middleweight just off of sheer activity and having a belt because the the division is so void of contenders. I think that's why we saw this weekend Mendoza go to middleweight. Julian Williams go to middleweight. There's a lot of opportunities in middleweight. I bet if Jared Hurd comes back, he'll be at middleweight. Middleweight is in, in need of some new faces. I mean, I 
no disrespect to Denzel Bentley. I think very highly of Felix Cash. I think Felix Cash is a very good fighter. I think that Kazakh style is just all wrong for him. I don't know the, necessarily the outcome, but I think this is going to be a very difficult fight for him. So I think for Bentley, one of his greatest traits is being tough, and that's not a good thing against this guy. No, I don't think it is, and I think it's a very big ask of him. That's what I'll say. But fair play to him. He's taking the opportunity. Like you said, opportunities would come in this division, and this is an opportunity for him. He's fighting for the WBO middleweight title. I mean, if that call came and you're in the position he's in where, you know, he's a little bit down the pecking order, even domestically, you'd certainly say, absolutely, I'll come to the USA and I'll fight for the WBO middleweight title, regardless of the challenge that's being put in front of me. You're certainly going to take the opportunity to do it, knowing that, you know, his toughness, his, his tenacity, the, the ability to be able to try and walk opponents down is, is what he's going to rely on. I just think he's going to find it a very difficult night, and I don't, well, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes, what, one one to four rounds? I, I don't see it being a long fight, to be honest with you. I think Chenny Back's going to maybe take a round just to sort of get going, figure him out, figure out what he's all about, and then I think he'll uh, he'll put the pressure on and he'll, uh, he will stop Bentley. Uh, that being said, you just never know with the sport. Maybe Bentley will show some absolute heart and determination in that ring and cause a complete upset, but... My head completely goes with the fact that Chani Beck wins this fight. And that's the, the other major fight. I would consider it major because of the title on the line. But there's a lot of cards going on in the Can I USA. just ask, how Go good on. is Felix Cash? Like, how, really? Too many questions that need answering. That's the problem with Felix. I think, staying on this topic then for a moment, Felix Cash, his last fight told us more about him than I think any of his previous fights have told us about him. So in his last fight, you remember his last fight against uh, Magomedev Madaev uh, earlier a this bit. year? It was it was very competitive from what I remember. Yeah, so it's a 10-round unanimous decision for Cash, but Magdaev, he caused a cut over the left eye of Cash. He had him down once in round two and round 10 in the fight, but yet he was also able to win this fight. People consider it to be a robbery, really, because when you look at what happened in the fight, it, it, it was a competitive fight, but Cash was cut over the left eye, he was down once in the second, once in the tenth, and he was also deducted one point for holding in that tenth round as well. But yet somehow, somehow he still won that fight. He still just about won that fight. And it was literally like, I think three. So the cards that were uh, the cards that were given here for this was ninety five, ninety two, uh, by two of the judges, and then ninety four, ninety three from the British judge John John Latham, which probably was the most accurate card if I'm being honest. But I think that fight told us a lot about Felix Cash because Madaev was fifteen and zero with two draws on his record and came in as a relatively unknown quantity into that fight. And yet he he put him down twice. He put Cash down twice. He cut him. He had Cash being deducted a point for holding him. He, he made an absolute mess, really, of Felix Cash in that fight. So I suppose, which way do you look at it? Do you look at it as Felix Cash overcame so much adversity that it will set him up for a big fight in the future? Or did it expose him? That's the that's sort of the questions I'm I'm asking myself at the moment about him is only time's gonna tell when he fights another fighter at that level whether 
the Madaya fight was him being exposed or whether it was him overcoming so much adversity that actually it actually was a positive moment for him. Because I feel like to me as an outside American fight fan, Felix Cash feels like the guy that should be getting this opportunity because I'd like to get those questions answered about both fighters because Yanebeck has a fight against Vaughn Alexander, which was very close. And I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions to me but because they took place on these undercards, people don't remember that fight. But I that would be a fight I would be curious to see because I feel like both guys have had great performances and terrible performances. I'm not sure why this fight's not happening, why Cash hasn't got the call, because obviously Felix Cash has beat Denzel Bentley. So why would that fight not happen? Obviously, it ultimately decides on, on promotional teams and, and how the fights are set up. And obviously, Chanabek's given the opportunity to Bentley for the fight, it must... I'm, again, I'm just making assumptions here. I could be totally wrong. I'm assuming this is a voluntary defence of the WBO title because I'm not sure why Bentley would have got the shot over someone like a Felix Cash who's, you know, higher than him domestically. I mean, I'm not 100% sure. It just sure. seems weird to me. It just seems from a pugilist standpoint, the guy that beat him should be afforded the luxury as opposed to the guy that was knocked out. Well, this is boxing though, isn't it? I mean, how many times have we seen that happen where a fighter... Who, who gets beat off a certain fighter ends up getting a shot. For, you know, say it's so like this example. How many times does it happen? I've seen it happen so many times where, you know, like a Denzel Bentley loses to a Felix Cash and then a Felix Cash ends up having to fight three or four other guys before he ends up getting a world title shot. Whereas Denzel Bentley's now been thrown into this fight off the back of a couple of wins since his, since his loss. So for me, I don't think that's 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 kind of fair it's not definitely not fair because i mean when i look at the grand scheme of things like felix cash i think to me in the middleweight division in the uk outside of chris eubank jr he's the best middleweight in in the uk denzel bentley probably second third maybe fourth down the line but there's only chris eubank jr really that is being proposed to fight liam smith Liam Smith's supposed to be fighting Chris Eubank Jr. There's a lot of talk of that going on as well. So why wouldn't a Chris Eubank Jr. want to take a fight? Why wouldn't he want to push for a fight? You know, given that the Conor Ben fight fell through. Instead of taking fights against fighters like Conor Ben, who were two weights too small for him, why wouldn't he want to fight Channing Beck for the WEO middleweight title? This doesn't make sense, does it, when you think about it? And it's I think that what's weird is, like, to me, I think Channing Beck's a good fighter. But he's also a relatively unproven fighter who the marketing team is telling you is a monster. I don't know if this guy's a pound-for-pound level fighter yet. And it's like the fact that no one's taking on the challenge, I suppose, because of money. Eubank doesn't want to fight him because maybe he doesn't make as much if he fights a guy in the UK. It's just kind of a strange predicament because I feel like in other divisions this guy would be getting fights against Errol Spence. He'd be getting fights against Inouye. He'd get fights against Usyk. It feels like just in this middleweight division, the division's kind of left because everyone's gone up to chase Canelo. Yeah, I think that is also the problem. It is, when you said it earlier, you said it was no man's land, the middleweight division. It's certainly feeling that way at the moment. It's waiting for a star to be born in the division. I think that's what we're waiting for now. With the likes of Golovkin, being 40 years old and, and seemingly on the end of his career, who takes that mantelpiece? Because at the moment, I don't see one clear fighter that takes that mantelpiece as the best of the middleweight division. It feels like there's going to be a bit of a scramble around over the next year to two 
of fighters that are going to be vying to be classed as the best fighter in this middleweight division. And to be honest with you, I don't think any of them are at the same level as a Golovkin. Like, you think of the fights Golovkin's been involved in for many, many years and the competitiveness and that, that level of competitiveness he's been in for years. Like, the guys that maybe are here to take over, I feel it's actually going to make the middleweight division, you know, much weaker than it's been for such a long time. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's all, like, I'm a big golf fan, right? And people are like, there's the live tour. Don't say live on this, but live tour. And it's like all these golfers are going there. And I, I was telling my girlfriend, I'm like, look, PGA Tour is always going to be around because it grants opportunities. It's not invitational. You qualify in and then guys, there's always great golfers. And then the star is born based off of if you pay the money, if you qualify, you get your opportunity. There's always going to be a great middleweight, in my opinion, because there's always going to be the next fighter who's hungry to beat an Arislandi Lara, to beat a Golovkin, to have a great fight with Yanabek, who we think is the best guy. It's inevitable that happens. I think my frustration comes from middleweight, super middleweight, light heavyweight in particular, very slow moving divisions. Well, they're all waiting around for Canelo, aren't they? They're all waiting to see what the Canelo trains doing next as to where they're actually going to take their careers. And I think that is part of the problem at the moment. Uh, they're all waiting for the big money ticket against Canelo. And it's, it's frankly not going to happen. So, you know, why don't you... You know, I'll tell you what, the one fighter that has actually impressed me with his decision-making recently, Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant comes off the back of that Canelo fight and has now got the victories on the bounce, the Darrell victory quite recently. And now he's going in and he signed up to fight David Benavidez. I mean, that is the sign of a guy that wants to challenge himself consistently and continuously. Like, he's not waiting around for another meal ticket. He's going to basically say, I am the guy in this division. i got to work my way back up to a potential fight with Canelo again how am I going to do that well I've got to beat the other best guys in the division now I'm not saying Anthony Durrell was one of them guys but Benavidez is Benavidez is a guy that people saying Canelo is ducking so for Plant to sign up to do that fight in 2023 that's a statement of intent yeah I mean I think also it's we need that because we've got a lot of guys who are just fighting a lot of guys and it's just we're tuning in to see fighters we like. We're not tuning in to see fights we like. So when these guys are fighting each other, it helps random people go, oh, I want to see that because I'm a t- I am like both guys or I really like this guy, but this guy gives me fear. And that's when the sports is best. So I'm going to move on. I'm going to hand this over to you now because there are a lot of fights in the U.S., this coming weekend and you are the best place person to give a synopsis of what really people should be checking out I mean, montana love is fighting i view montana love as like a top 10 to 15 type 140 pounder he's got to really make i don't know anything about his opponent i'm going to do film study today for my newsletter to give somewhat of an assessment this should tell us if he's in the top 10 to 15 if he looks bad i think he's out of that range I think he was waiting on a Mikey Garcia fight. Mikey lost and then retired, so he doesn't get that fight. Richardson Hitchens co-main event. That could be a future opponent. Christian Tapia is a pretty good 130-pounder who I think is a top 15, 130-pounder who's been under the radar, who people should be aware of, will be fighting on this card. Also, uh, Sinise Estrada returning on the top-ranked billing. And Charlie Sheehy along with a few good The top rank undercards, I really think people should just watch those because they have some really evenly matched um, fights for the young fighters and they put together 
uh, Brad Goodman, Bruce Trampler put together a really professional program that I always find uh, enjoyable start to finish. So I'd say those are the most notable things. And that is it for all the big fights this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to the Big Fight Preview Show. Big thank you to you, Luke, as always, for coming on and giving your great take and great insight into what's going on in these particular fights coming up and also, obviously, what's going on in the world of boxing at the moment. We will be back, of course, next week with a reaction show and another Big Fight Preview. And, of course, if you've not checked out any of our series-based content... There are a couple of new career profiles out there to listen to, so please do go and check them out. If you are a patron of this podcast, I'm going to say thank you first and foremost for your support. And secondly, to let you know that your patron-only content will be coming shortly. Boxing through the decades, the next decade will be covered very shortly and will be coming to you exclusively. If you're not a patron of the podcast, then please check us out at patreon.com forward slash BTR Boxing Podcast Network. See all the available membership tiers and all the available elements that you get by becoming a member and a patron of the BTR Boxing Podcast Network. You know where to find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod, on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on TikTok as well. Thank you as always, and we'll see you on the next show. The dream is made real. Ricky Hatt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia, he's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.